your brother, it is yours. Preach whatever God's laid in your heart, and <laughs> we'll listen gladly. Well, it's good to be here today, and uh, we always enjoy coming to Crossroads. We have so many friends here, and we always enjoy the music and just the atmosphere and just the warmth of your fellowship. And we just appreciate very much uh, Pastor Biggs giving us the opportunity to be here and to fill in for him today. Of course, uh, we'll always miss him. He's one of the, the just the great guys in the world, and we, we really enjoy his, uh, his fellowship. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, and of course, this is Palm Sunday. You know, next, uh, next week is Easter. And, uh, you know, during this week in, uh, in the New Testament, we have much of the Scripture that's recorded for us in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. You know, all relate, you know, to this particular week, you know, from, uh, from Palm Sunday all the way to Easter Sunday and uh, the events that follow. But uh, uh, this is something that, that we really want to take a good look at this morning. So Luke chapter 19 uh, you might uh, put your finger there in Luke 19, also uh, find your place to, to Matthew 23, which gives us uh, a parallel passage. We'll take a glimpse at that as well, but we're going to begin here in Luke chapter 19. Now remember that uh, the Lord has given a whole lot of prophecy as to the coming and uh, the ministry of the Lord Jesus in the Old Testament, uh, that He is their King, He is their Messiah. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this was a, uh, something that the Jews should have been expected, and some were. You know, we, we know that, that some were looking for him. We think about Anna and Simeon uh, there in the temple when, uh, when Jesus was, was dedicated. Uh, we uh, think of um, uh, the angel's, you know, announcement to, to, to Mary and to Joseph of uh, the coming, uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus. The wise men, you know, coming from, from, from afar, you know, to, to witness uh, the birth and, uh, of the king that uh, was to rule over Israel that, that had prophetic uh, meaning. And, and we know from the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, that uh, 70 weeks or 70, 70, 77s of years were determined upon Jerusalem, and that they would begin uh, with the edict of, uh, uh, to uh, rebuild uh, the, the walls in the city. That edict was uh, given, in, uh, recorded for us in, uh, in uh, Nehemiah chapter 2 by Artaxerxes, and, and uh, uh, Nehemiah goes and the, they begin to, to rebuild the wall, to clean up the city, and that clock starts. And we know that 483 years later, the Messiah is to be on the scene. And uh, that's exactly what we have historically. That, that Jesus here, as we come to, the, to Palm Sunday, and, and listen, I, I doubt that it's uh, possible for us, you know, at, at this time in history to, to go back and to, to pinpoint uh, 483 years exactly from, from the edict uh, to uh, the uh, triumphal entry of Christ. You know, that, that would be difficult to, to be absolutely sure about. But one thing is for sure, that it is within that time frame, that it, within uh, days of, of this event, you know, this, uh, this uh, prophecy is fulfilled. And maybe this very day, on Palm Sunday, uh, in the ministry of Christ, that, that the Messiah, the, the Prince, uh, is, is on the scene, uh, being presented now as uh, the King of, of the nation of Israel. Now, as we look at this passage we, we, uh, here in, uh, in Matthew, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in uh, Luke chapter 19, if you start there with verse uh, 28, he begins to tell the story of sending his disciples to, to go and f- find the colt and to, to bring the colt that is to be used to the Lord. But we find that the actual event of, of the triumphal entry that we call it uh, in verse 30, uh, 35, 
It says, and they, and they brought him to Jesus, that's the colt, uh, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and uh, they uh, set Jesus uh, uh, thereon. And uh, as he went, uh, they, uh, uh, they spread uh, uh, their, uh, their clothes uh, in the way, and, uh, and when he was come uh, nigh, uh, even uh, now at, uh, at the descent of, of the Mount of Olives, uh, the, the whole uh, multitude of the disciples uh, began to rejoice and, uh, and praise God uh, with, a, with a loud voice and, uh, and all, uh, the, for all the mighty works that, uh, that they had seen. Now, Shirley and I have had the opportunity, matter of fact, on three different occasions, you know, to stand at this very place, you know, the, on the Mount of Olives, uh, the, as it begins the descent into the Kidron Valley, the, the brook there that runs between the Mount of Olives and the, the top of Mount Moriah, which is uh, the location of Jerusalem. This is uh, actually you know, a relatively you know, shallow valley. You can easily walk this. As a matter of fact, Jesus did on, during this week, this, uh, what we uh, oftentimes call Holy Week, you know, from, uh, from Palm Sunday to Easter, that Jesus was back and forth. He was staying in Bethany, uh, which was on the Mount of Olives, and so he's back and forth, back and forth you know, across this valley. But here as he enters the city... You know, then he's at, at the brow of the Mount of Olives, uh, looking across into the city of Jerusalem. Verse 38, saying, uh, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, uh, uh, peace uh, in heaven, uh, and, and glory in the highest. And you say, wow, what a great celebration. And it is. This is a wonderful occasion. Christ is entering the city. Verse 39, And, uh, and some of the Pharisees uh, from among the multitude said unto him. Now, this is a very ominous note to this story. That here uh, the disciples are rejoicing. People are getting caught up in the frenzy. They're casting the, the palm fronds and, and their clothes in the way as Jesus goes. And, and the scribes and the Pharisees say, uh, Master, uh, speaking to, uh, to, to Jesus as a teacher, says, Rebuke thy disciples. Uh, and he answered and said unto them, and I like this, he said, I tell you that if these uh, should hold their peace, uh, the stones would immediately cry out. So this is the fulfillment of prophecy. You know, this is a prophesied for us exactly that he'll enter into the city on, on the foal, the colt of an ass, uh, in, uh, in uh, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. It says, and, and, and when he was come near, that is, uh, when he uh, is the, uh, coming, uh, he can see the city, he beheld the city, and notice those words, and wept over it. Now, the crowds are rejoicing. Everybody's praising the Lord. But he looks over to the city, and he begins to weep. Verse 42, saying, If thou hadst known, uh, even thou at least in this thy day, uh, the things which belong unto thy, unto thy peace, uh, but now they, they are hid from thine eyes. Uh, for the days shall come upon thee, uh, that thine enemies uh, uh, shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and uh, keep thee in on every side, uh, and shall uh, lay thee uh, even uh, with the ground, and thy children within thee, and, and they shall not uh, leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, we pray that as we look at this passage, as we understand the, the events uh, that take place here in Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago, you know, in this week before Easter, that, uh, that we might understand the significance and, and how that this should be applied in our own lives. And Lord, we pray that, uh, that we uh, might not, like uh, the, the, uh, the children of Israel here in this passage, you know, miss our, our opportunity, that we might not be blind you know, to what's happening and, and might be willing to make the decisions that are appropriate 
you know, to your entrance into our lives and being for us you know, what you promised that you can be. Lord, uh, touch each one of us. Help us to, to celebrate this day in the way that we should and that uh, to ponder these matters that we might not fall into the same uh, traps and mistakes as did the nation of Israel on this occasion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I want us to focus in here in Luke 19 on verses 41 and 42. It says, And when he was come near, uh, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known... Uh, even thou, at, the, at least in, in this thy, thy day, and maybe this is the very day of the fulfillment of the 483 years, uh, the, the 69 weeks so that the, uh, until the, the edict to the time that the Messiah is to actually be on the scene. And he says, uh, and, and, and the things which, which belong unto thy peace, uh, but now they are hid from thine eyes. You know, he says, it's, this is going away. This, isn't, this is not going to happen now. Now, we know from the vantage point of uh, church saints, we know that, that Jesus uh, came and he was rejected by the nation of Israel. And that, that uh, the, the promises that they could have been fulfilled will not be fulfilled until they say at, at the end of the tribulation, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Matter of fact, Zechariah chapter 9 verse 10, it talks about the actual reception that takes place at the end of the tribulation at the second advent where they do receive their king and the, and the kingdom is set up and Israel does enter into their peace. But right now, we're in between those events. We see the tragedy of what happened on Palm Sunday and we look forward ourselves you know to the day when these realities will will come to pass now when we look at palm sunday here in the in the scripture uh, from all outward appearances then palm sunday was a was a triumph you know we we call it we, we listed it probably there's a, probably a footnote in your bible the, the triumphal entry see christ was was riding into the city like a king you know, the, the crowds are, are cheering and, and chanting and, and praising God and, and honoring the Lord Jesus. And then at the brow of the hill, you know, the, then Jesus uh, stops uh, and he looks across and, and, and saw uh, spread out before him you know, the, the city of Jerusalem with all of its history, with all of its glory, all of its beauty. And, and this would have been a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight even today. You, as you look across, and, uh, and then the temple would have been there with all of its magnificence. Today, you look across and you see the, the Dome of the Rock and the, the Golden Dome of the Mosque of Omar and so forth. It's not, not exactly what we're wanting to see, but it's still a beautiful sight. Here, city of Jerusalem uh, was, was glorious in those days. Uh, Herod's temple was magnificent. And while the, uh, while the crowds were say, uh, singing, then what's Jesus doing? Jesus is weeping. See the difference in perspective? You know, the crowds are celebrating, uh, but Jesus realizes it's, that this is a, a false, uh, a false uh, frivolity. Uh, Jesus is weeping. See, Palm Sunday uh, was not a triumph. Actually, it's a terrible tragedy. Because Jesus was saying to the city, uh, to the citizens of that uh, very favored city, that city that had all the privileges bestowed upon it down through the centuries, he said, if you had known at least in this your day uh, the things which belong to your peace. In other words, they should have known. They, they could know. It's in the Old Testament scripture. As a matter of fact, what do the gospel say? You, you go to the gospel of Matthew and time and time again he says, uh, this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophets saying. This was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophet saying uh, that Jesus' life is the fulfillment of all the promises that come to us down through the law and, and, and uh, the, the Psalms and, 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 and through the prophets. 
uh, but now they're hid from your eyes. You, you don't see it. See that your unbelief has, has robbed you of the spiritual insight that would let this truly be a great celebration. And so the tragedy here uh, takes place. What's the tragedy? Well, it's simply this. It's the tragedy of lost opportunity. Now listen, you know, if, if I were going to give this a theme, it would be, you know, don't miss your chance. That Israel here uh, is uh, being offered her, her Messiah, her King, and yet uh, rather than receiving Him, repenting and, and, and receiving Him genuinely as their King, as, as the, the Scripture tells us to prepare, uh, uh, rather uh, they, they, they come to reject Him. And matter of fact, the, 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 the scribes say, no, 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 don't, don't give Him this honor, don't give Him this honor. And just a few days later, uh, there in the courtyard of Pilate, uh, there's saying, you know, crucify him, crucify him. You know, we, we, we have want nothing to do with this man. That's the reality here of the situation. See, Jesus doesn't see the things that way that, way that we see them. We see the, the surface. You know, we, we see what's taking place, you know, on, on, in the outward appearance, but he knows the truth. Now, the disciples, they admired the temple. Uh, and they, matter of fact, they pointed out its mag- magnificent stones, but but Jesus called it a den of thieves. You know, he he could see beyond you know the trappings of the temple and all of its outward beauty and the corruption that was taking place on the inside. Right there, they weren't willing to receive. Their, they were going to give up their privileges and uh, submit themselves to the Lord Jesus and uh, repent of their sins and uh, and receive. No, not they weren't about to do that. See the the pious uh, religious crowd uh, rather. Uh, uh, they, 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 they pointed to the sinners that followed Jesus, and they called them all kinds of horrible names and demeaned them. But, but Jesus said that those that received him, they, they were sick people that needed a physician. Now, they were sheep that needed a shepherd, and, and he met that need. But here on Palm Sunday, uh, the disciples, they pointed to Jerusalem, and, and they very uh, 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 proudly uh, were uh, 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 rejoicing in, 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 the, in their heritage, the great heritage they had as, as Jews, and in uh, the, the fact of the temple, the, the beauty of the temple. But Jesus looked at the same city, and he saw a city of dead men. He knew what was coming, because listen, uh, he goes on. Uh, this is a city that is, that is destined to, to be destroyed uh, by the enemy armies. And as a matter of fact, he, he makes that very plain here. Je- Jesus said, uh, and, and, and the day shall come upon you uh, that your enemies uh, shall uh, uh, compass you around and, and, uh, and lay you uh, even with the ground, uh, and they shall not leave one stone upon another. As a matter of fact, the Roman armies, uh, just a, a few years after this occasion, that's what he's looking to. Uh, that that they're going to literally devastate. They're going to uh, have a siege, a two-year siege of the city of Jerusalem. Uh, they'll destroy uh, the, the the city, literally tearing the temple uh, to pieces. Because as the temple as the temple burns, you know the gold uh, of, of all of its ornaments, you know, melt and uh, between the stones, and they literally pry them apart for the gold. Now. Put your finger there in, Matthew, in uh, Luke 19, look over to Matthew 23, and, and let me show you the words of, of Jesus. And we see his attitude on this occasion uh, in uh, Matthew uh, 23, verses 37 through 39, a parallel passage. He says, oh, he's, stand, he's, he's now at the, at the brow there of, of the, the Mount of Olives, and he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. 
Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. See, all this proud heritage that Israel has. What's the heritage? Of always rejecting you know, the message of the Lord. And he says, How often would I gather thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wing, and ye would not. You wouldn't do it. In verse 38, he says, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. See, here the beautiful temple is going to be destroyed. Verse 39, he says, For I say unto you, uh, ye shall not see me henceforth uh, till ye shall say, and, and sincerely say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. See, that's prophesied. That, the, the, the Messiah is going to be welcomed with those words. And that's exactly what's going to happen at the end of the tribulation when the, 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 the uh, 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 regenerated, uh, saved nation of Israel uh, welcomes their Messiah into the city of Jerusalem. Now, uh, so Jesus says, that's, that's not going to happen now. You know, you've made your decision as a nation, not individually, some had trusted the Lord. Uh, but as a nation, they had made their decision. He is going to be rejected. Uh, he's going to be destroyed, they, they think. But uh, they've made a very tragic decision. Now, three things I want to uh, point out th this morning. First of all, you know, as we look at this, let's consider the past. See, why, why did Jerusalem, you know, face this tragic judgment, this judgment that's coming that we know does come in 70 A.D. with uh, the, uh, Titus, the, the Roman uh, uh, general that, that comes and, and lays waste to the city of Jerusalem. Horrible, horrible time for the, for the, for the, for the Jewish people. You know, why, why do they face this tragedy? Well, first of all, uh, was it because the, the city was uneducated? Is that the problem here? You know, they just don't have good educations. No, listen, Jerusalem, probably all the cities in the world, was, was the most learned. And matter of fact, there are scholars that were within the city of Jerusalem that even today we, we read and study their works. It's, it's certainly not that this city was uneducated or unlearned. Uh, within her walls were uh, uh, some of the most um, uh, uh, intelligent men that ever lived. Then what was it? See, was it, was it that the city was horribly immoral and, and full of uh, debauchery? And, and listen, it certainly is a sinful city, but I, I, we, there's certainly we, we could not make the case that it was any more wicked than other cities in, in the Roman world at that time. And, as a matter of fact, probably the other cities were far worse, you know, as far as morality than the city of Jerusalem. So what's the reason? What's the reason for Jerusalem's coming judgment? See, the, uh, uh, the answer is very simple. See, was it... Was it because the, the, the city was, was unresponsive? Absolutely. See, that's the reason. She passed up her opportunity. Now, listen, we're all sinners, every one of us. Uh, Jerusalem was, was filled with sinners as well. But when presented with their righteous king and, and, and the message of, you know, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, they didn't repent. They weren't willing to put their faith in the Messiah and trust him and, and uh, submit themselves uh, to him. But rather, they're, they're, they're thinking, no, we're, we're satisfied with what we have. And, and we've got our positions of power and authority. And, and we're not going to uh, submit ourselves to you. Uh, you're, you're the enemy, so to speak. And so uh, they passed up their opportunity. And Jesus said, you knew not the time of your visitation. Now listen, that's a condemnation because they should have known. It's in the Old Testament scripture. Uh, Jesus said in, in uh, Luke 19, 44, 
there that, uh, and the Bible tells us that, that he wept, that he wept uh, over this condition. This didn't satisfy Jesus. He drew no pleasure uh, from Jerusalem's coming uh, uh, troubles and, 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 and judgment. No, Jesus wept. See, no city on earth was more favored I had as much a revelation, as much information, as much spiritual privilege in the city of Jerusalem. See, the, the very Son of God walked her streets. Think about that. The only begotten Son of God, God manifest in the flesh. Uh, the Messiah, the, the Prince of Peace, uh, taught in her temple courtyards. See, but before her very eyes, uh, the Bible tells us over and over again that the, the Gospels are, are filled uh, with him healing the sick and, and performing all of the mighty miracles. And, and matter of fact, not far from the gates of Jerusalem, he raised the dead. See, the people of Jerusalem uh, were greatly privileged, greatly privileged to have uh, God himself visit them. Yet, the record tells us very plainly, as, as we read through these passages, uh, that he came into his own and what? His own received him not. They received him not. Now, the opportunity he gave them uh, was not just one single event. You say, well, okay, they had a bad day. You know, they, they, they didn't do the right thing on this. But listen, this is the culmination of a whole lifetime of ministry by the Lord Jesus. Uh, he, uh, he, had, he had ministered. Uh, 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 we have the, the story of his incarnation, all the events surrounding his, his, uh, his, uh, his birth and his, his childhood. And, and then th for three and a half years... You know, he's uh, traveled from top to bottom, from side to side uh, in the nation of Israel and has presented himself as their Messiah, teaching and, 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 and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, and they, they saw him change men. They saw him change women, see, by the power of, of his grace. And all the evidence was there. Everything that the Bible said about the Messiah was true and was pointed out to be true you know, of Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the king. He's the one. But... Uh, uh, so the door of opportunity stood wide open. They, they had their opportunity, yet the people refused to enter in. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't repent. See, the, uh, and the result was this coming uh, defeat and, and destruction uh, that, that, that lies ahead for the, for the nation of Israel and particularly for the city of Jerusalem. Now, they, they could have enjoyed peace. The Messiah is there. Yeah, they could have had peace with God, you know, peace with each other, you know, peace on earth. But instead, their future is that they're going to suffer war and a terrible war at that. Now, it'd, it'd be real easy for us to say, wow, they really blew it. These are awful people. Yeah, they deserved what they, what they got. And yet, uh, before we condemn them too severely, you know, let's examine our own lives. And, and so let's, let's move from considering the past and let's consider the present. See, has, has, let, let me just ask you, has any generation in the history of the world, think about this, I'm, I'm seriously asking the question, has any generation in the history of the world been more favored than ours? You know, when it comes to, to, to spiritual opportunities and, and to spiritual revelation. Listen, we have within our hands, you know, the Word of God. I mean, the 66 books of the Bible. The disciples didn't have that. And no one in the city of Jerusalem, no individual, you know, had the entire Word of God. Uh, but, but the Word of God uh, is available today just as easy as the newspaper. 
You, you, you can purchase a Bible anywhere. You can download it from the Internet. You, 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 can, you can turn on your radio or your television or launch your Internet browser, whatever it might be, and you can hear a, a gospel message and uh, uh, expository messages uh, concerning uh, uh, the Scriptures any time that you want to, any hour of the day. You can listen to gospel music be sung you know, in, in every situation. And listen... Uh, matter of fact, you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember you know hearing uh, 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 the the word of God read and beamed to us from a space capsule uh, on its way to the moon. You know that that's how how much opportunity we've had. Our land has been filled with the gospel of Christ. There are churches across America, evangelists, uh, you know, pastors, you know, missionaries, you know, uh, spreading the good news. Our generation is never going to be able to say. We didn't have any opportunity. We can't say it. See, like Jerusalem of old, you know, uh, we're having our, our day of visitation. We, our opportunity is here. You, uh, we, we still have that opportunity. But, but uh, what are we doing with it? See, why are, the, why are the, the, so many you know, missing their spiritual opportunities today? Well, let me just make some suggestions. So, see, some people are shackled uh, by old traditions. Uh, and, and, but, but Jesus deals with this in the Sermon on the Mount. See, the, the, see the Jews, they had their own religious system. Uh, they, they saw no need for a change. As a matter of fact, they had taken the law, and the law was good. Uh, the law revealed sin and their need for the sacrifices and so forth. Uh, but they had built around the law all these traditions and really made it a religion of men. But the, but the whole purpose of the Sermon on the Mount you know, was uh, to expose you know, the shallowness and the, the, the falseness of, of the traditions of, of uh, the, the scribes and the Pharisees. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 Matthew 5.20 says, uh, Except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case uh, enter into the kingdom of God. That's pretty strong words. And so uh, they had taken the truth of God and built a religion that was filled with corruption. Uh, the, the, the very temple itself, the trophy of the nation of Israel, Jesus said it's a den of thieves. Listen, uh, uh, human nature uh, hasn't changed. We're doing the same thing. See, most people today uh, have their religious traditions. You know, we, we belong here, we belong there, or this is what we and, and they make no decisions. They, they excuse any need to make any heartfelt decision concerning spiritual matters because, you know, they've, they've got this tradition from the past. Most people today, uh, they'd rather hold on to, a, to an old tradition you know, than face a new truth. That's what was happening for Israel. Uh, and for this reason... They miss their God-given opportunities. We're missing them today. See, these people are, are settling for the second best. Uh, Matthew 5, 17 uh, tells us that, that, that Jesus made it very clear that, that he didn't come to, to destroy the law, uh, but rather uh, to, to fulfill the law. And uh, uh, just as, you know, the, the apple blossom, you know, is fulfilled in, in the apple tree and the, and the apples that it produces and, and the acorn, you know, is fulfilled in uh, producing the, 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 the huge oak tree, uh, then the law was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ embodied the fulfillment of the law. He is the perfection of the law. He is the sacrifice. He, everything that the law pr proposed, Jesus is its answer. See, all the Old Testament sacrifices, all the Old Testament ceremonies, they have their fulfillment. They point to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet the people, 
See, they preferred to, to hold to, to, to the religious system, to go through the motions of the sacrifices, uh, to, and, and they missed you know, the, the exciting fulfillment that was found in Jesus Christ. The Messiah was there. And so often, see, the good is the enemy of the best. Was, was the law good? It was, the law was good, but the law was never intended. It was never intended uh, to, to, to be the end result. Uh, it, it was ordained of God, but it was never meant uh, to, to be God's final revelation. That's going to be in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the citizens of Jerusalem... Uh, they missed their opportunity, but not because uh, they, uh, uh, they uh, uh, had, uh, had held to something bad, but because they held to something good and refused you to deal with the important issues that were facing them spiritually today. Now listen, you know, we, we may have our, our, our spiritual roots, and you know, our parents and our grandparents, you may have been godly people, but we have to face these decisions for ourselves. We can't hold to the tradition. Uh, matter of fact, I'd say that in the past, in my, in my day, the, the average uh, person in America, if you ask them what their religion, they'd say Christian, even though they may know nothing about the gospel, but, you know, that's the tradition of, of America. I doubt that that would be true today if you ask the average person, but that, uh, because we, we are moving away, you know, from, from that situation. So, so some people are clinging to tradition, but some people are, uh, are listening to, to the wrong advice. You know, they're just listening to the wrong thing. As a matter of fact, uh, they, they, they allow themselves to, to be influenced uh, by men that are wrong, just downright wrong. As a matter of fact, who, who is our society listening to today? You know, the celebrities, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the icons of uh, popper popular culture, you know, the, the uh, intellects, you know, of uh, the great universities and so, so on and so forth. You know, instead of, instead of considering uh, the, the facts for themselves and looking to the uh, Word of God and, 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 and searching to see if it's true, uh, then, then uh, they've uh, permitted the, uh, the experts, you know, so to speak, you know, to make their decisions for them. They're not, they're not thinking for themselves. They're just following the popular crowd. See, there, there's an interesting scene in John chapter 7 that, that bears this out you know, for, the, for that generation. Uh, their, uh, their, their religious council uh, sent some officers, some soldiers, to, to arrest Jesus. They wanted him in custody. And, and the men came back empty-handed. And, and so, of course, the religious rulers were upset. They said, uh, you know, why didn't you bring him in? Why didn't you arrest him? Uh, uh, they, they were asking these soldiers, and the soldiers simply answered, never a man spake like this man. You know, you didn't hear him speak. We heard him speak. And, and, and no, we, we didn't bring him back. And what the, the religious rulers said, oh, well, maybe we should listen as well. No, they said, listen, are you deceived as well? Uh, and this is, this is the criteria they used. This is how they could know the soldiers should have known that this man was a liar and a deceiver and worthy of death. This is why. He says, have any of the rulers or any of the Pharisees believed on him? In other words, that's enough reason. In other words, if, if the important people uh, reject him, yeah, that ought to settle the, uh, the question. 
See, so simply uh, because of the, the so-called uh, great scientists and the politicians and the intellects and the educators of the world, if they're not believers, if they don't trust Christ, then, then, then the crowds should ignore him as well. See, we, we shouldn't be Christians either. But, of course, that's foolish. What a terrible decision that would be. Don't let somebody else make your most important decisions, especially, you know, wicked men that have, have uh, all their own uh, ulterior, uh, uh, ulterior your motives you know, for persuading those against Christ. So tradition, you know, setting forth the, the, the second best, you know, listening to the, to the wrong advice, you know, following uh, wrong examples, those are all reasons. Uh, that, that, uh, these are reasons why people today you know, are missing their God-given opportunities. Now, there are other reasons. I'm sure as we went around the room, we could think of all kinds of reasons uh, why, why people are, 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 are missing their opportunity. But I think we've made our point. See, if, if we listen to God's voice, uh, then, then we're going to know our day of opportunity, and, and we're going to seize that day of opportunity. Now, now, now my final thought here is let's consider fu- the future. See, we, we, we've, we've considered the past. We've considered the present. Let's consider the future you know, what happens uh, to a person who misses his day of opportunity? Now, you know, there's an old ancient adage uh, that, that says that, that opportunity uh, has a forelock. You know, or he has hair on the, the front of his head, uh, but on the back of his head he's bald. Yeah, and, and, of course, the, the, the object lesson there is that, that we have to, uh, to seize uh, uh, opportunity, you know, as it approaches, as it's present, because we can't grasp it once it's passed us by. And, you know, there's, there's truth there. You know, we, uh, we have to take advantage of opportunities while they're there. Now, uh, what, what, what do we need to think of here? Well, first of all, if we're going to consider the future, we have to say there's certain judgment. For, for, the, for the people of Jerusalem, you know, missing their opportunity, um, uh, rejecting their Messiah, meant, uh, uh, meant certain judgment for the future. Now, uh, the, the Roman armies uh, were going to come, and they did come. And they did destroy uh, the, the beloved city and its, uh, its beautiful temple. They did exactly what Jesus said they were going to do. Uh, they should have listened, but they didn't listen. But interestingly enough, you know, God gave uh, the nation you know, several years of grace you know, before that event actually takes place. Jesus prophesies it. Jesus lays the, the facts out there. But God in his grace uh, uh, offers them uh, opportunity you know, to, to receive Christ, not as a nation, but on an individual base, that he, he basis he's willing to forgive them. Uh, he, he said on the cross, he says, forgive them for they know not what they do. God is so patient with us, but there's an end to that patience. See, on, on the day of Pentecost, you know, the, the gospel was preached, 3,000 were saved. You know, Jerusalem's filled with their doctrine. Uh, we have churches started. We have the persecution. We have all kinds of things happening. But as a nation, they continue to reject him. Uh, but uh, individuals, you know, do come to Christ. Uh, it's not that we can't receive him. We can. See, um, all of this leads us you know, to, a, to a very solemn truth. And, and, uh, and that is that uh, there's certain judgment, but an uncertain time. We don't know when that's going to be. They didn't know when it was going to be, but it's coming. See, no man knows uh, when the uh, day of opportunity is going to end uh, because uh, uh, no man knows. God doesn't give us that information. Uh, And so we'd better take advantage of the opportunity when it comes our way. That's the point here. 
Now, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says this, The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's long-suffering. But let me tell you, there comes a time when our, to- our opportunity is gone. It passes us by. But Jesus warns us in John chapter 12, verse 35, He says, he says, uh, yet a little while uh, is the light with you. He's talking about himself. He says, uh, walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. And listen, if we don't take advantage of the light, then darkness will consume us. Uh, this we know for certain. See, uh, judgment is certain. The time is uncertain. We don't know. Opportunity comes today. That's what we do know. What can we be certain of? Opportunity is here right now. Not yesterday. Yesterday's past. We've lost that opportunity. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. We don't know. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, and this is the message, yeah, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. In Hebrews, we find this, today, while you hear his voice, harden not your heart. See, what today, while you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. See, the, uh, the message of, of this passage uh, is, a, is a message of peace. Uh, Jesus said, uh, if only you, know, you knew those things that belong to your peace. And, and what an opportunity you know, he gave them. An opportunity to enjoy peace. You know, peace with God. You know, peace with themselves. You know, peace on earth. Uh, 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 goodwill toward men. All those things that were promised through the gospel. Uh, he, he came as God's ambassador of peace. Uh, uh, and, and, and what did they do? They declared war. Matter of fact, what did they say? What did they say in the in the courtyard there with Pilate? We will not have this man to rule over us. Now he came with outspread arms, arms of love, and what did they do? They nailed him to a cross. He rode into the city uh, lowly and uh, as a king, presenting himself in humility. And what did they do? They crowned him with a crown of thorns. And as they as they did these things. They, they were blind to the awful fact that their day of opportunity was quickly passing them by and that judgment lay near in the future. See, he comes to men today, and he's offering grace. He's offering his love. Listen, when we look at the forgiveness and, and the hope and, and, and the, uh, the, the, the eternal life that's available to us uh, through the gospel, how could we reject it? And yet people do it all the time. See, today is the day of salvation. See, and and what what, what do we do? We bow before him. We we understand that we're sinners, that that, uh, sin produces death and and judgment. But but Christ bore our sin. He paid the price. If we will believe, if we will trust him, then we can have eternal life. We can become the children of God. Uh, We uh, we can have um, uh, 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 eternal salvation. As a matter of fact, you know, the whole gospels can be summed up in John 1, 11, and 12. It's just this. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But listen to this. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now listen, Jerusalem missed their chance. But we don't have to miss ours. See, we can put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, as we come to this time of invitation, as we 
uh, turn the service over. We pray that you would just uh, work in each of our hearts and, and lead us to, to make the decision that we need to make in our own lives. If there are those here that have never trusted Christ as Savior, that they would do so. They would trust him today. And that for those of us who are believers, we'd take this seriously and we'd spread the message. We'd invite people out for the services next week. That we would uh, be witnessing to our family and to our neighbors and to our business associates. That we'd be spreading the good news that uh, if we trust Christ, if we put our faith in the fact that he died on the cross for our sins, uh, was raised from the dead, ascended uh, to, to be our, our high priest at your right hand, Lord, that, 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 that he can save every single individual. Help us to see this, put it to work. Help us, Lord, not to miss our chance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Let's go ahead and stand. And we're going to sing a couple verses of Just As I Am. 488, you're going to have to use a songbook. We don't have it programmed in. But 488, we'll sing verses 1 and 4. And if, if anybody needs to come up from the front and talk to the Lord, please feel free to do it while we're singing. Number 488. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Verse 4. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Thank you for joining us today. Um, one thing that uh, Chris wanted me to mention is that next week we are also having the Lord's Supper during the Easter service. So please join us next week. Don't forget, we have breakfast from, I want to say it's uh, 8, 9.30 to 10.30, service at 10.45. So if you come just for the service, come early. And then I'm going to ask, in choir we're singing, rehearsing right after we pray. Justin, will you pray for us, please?